You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I um, I really appreciate when people call out many of the anti-Israel pro-Hamas supporters. This was a good example. This there's actually a show on MSNBC, and the guest just lit into the host. Listen to this. Get on to it. You say, you say, first of all, you say, I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas, this. As for seeing wars, by the way, I just mentioned about seeing wars because as far as I can see, you're very ill-traveled as well as rather ill-lettered and ill-spoken. And I mention that I cover wars and go to wars because I happen to think myself that it's worth seeing things with your own eyes, including things that you don't particularly like, but you report the truth. I don't know if you ever even leave your own bedroom. And I can tell already that you don't because you've already said something that demonstrates you know nothing about this conflict. You have just demonstrated it in the following terms. You said that this is why we need to push for a two-state solution and give legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. I'll tell you something you don't know because I guess you spent no time in the West Bank, have you? I'll tell you something you probably don't know. The Palestinian Authority, Fatah, celebrated the 7th of October massacres. I'll give you another fact which demonstrates you know nothing about this and clearly haven't ever visited any Palestinians in the West Bank as I have. If there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, the reason why there isn't one is because if there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, Hamas would win. So your idea of a two-state solution, I'm afraid you are so out of date and you really should leave your bedroom. Because in this region, nobody thinks that there is a two-state solution on the table because there is not a viable negotiating partner. But I just want to make one other main point. You have gone on and on tonight throwing accusations out against the Jewish state, against me. It's the sort of thing you do. I know you're a sort of sort of online pugilist and think you can run for office and <laughs> good luck with that. But I'd just like to point out that you only really get animated if the Jews are involved. And I can tell that for the following reason. I mean, your surname's Uyghur, isn't it? One million Uyghur Muslims in China have been put in concentration camps in the last decade. And, pe you know, people of your ilk never really care about that, do you? Because it's not the Jews doing it. It's the Chinese Communist Party. At the moment, one million, one million people who are, from who are in Pakistan at the moment, who are your fellow Muslims and who happen to be Afghan, and I don't think you care about them, do you? One million Afghans are currently being forcibly deported from Pakistan to Afghanistan. You don't care about that. You're not riled up about that. You're not riled up about what the Jangaweed are currently doing in Sudan, where thousands and thousands of people are being attacked by the, by the, the Islamist militia there. You don't care about any of that. You get exercised and you rile up what little base you have of malcontents because you're riled up when the Jews do anything. All right, it's Jake. perfectly uh, obvious. Okay. Now, that was, um, that was Piers Morgan hosted two people and allowed them to have a debate. That was an absolute takedown. And that could be applied to a, a many, you know, a lot of different people. Um, you also still have the unresolved situation with the president of Harvard. I'm so glad that apparently President Obama stepped in and is trying to save her job. But even the Washington Post has called for her to be removed. Her plagiarism, her acts of plagiarism, it's not going away. The people that have been uh, bringing to light the actions of the president of Harvard, it's, it's not going to go away. They want it to go away. But the fact of the matter is that's an individual does not belong there, should not be the president of Harvard. The whole reason why, because of, you know, we really started hearing this during, or at least I did, with Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott during COVID, when everything became about equity and equity. And they preach it, and it's really an excuse to me many times to just make poor decisions. Uh, during COVID, they would treat Jamestown the same way that they would treat Central Falls. And when I would be at those press briefings in question, they would say because it's, it's because of equity. But it, they're not dealing in reality. If you go look back at uh, the summer of 2020 and the way COVID was handled, th there was absolutely no reason. It made no logical sense to treat Jamestown, the island of Jamestown, like that 
of Central Falls. But why would they do it? Because they would claim out of equity. And so that summer, whether it was Jamestown or Block Island, they were all treated the same, even though COVID was far more rampant in Central Falls, spreading much far, uh, faster in Central Falls. But under this false guise of equity, which makes no sense at all, it was treated the same as Jamestown. I didn't understand it then. It didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense now. But this president of Harvard, she doesn't, she doesn't belong there. She was made the president for different reasons, certainly not because of her ap- academic work. She's not qualified. You, you can't have this woman running Harvard of all colleges when she is constantly now, and the, the people you know have every right to examine some of her work as she is facing these accusations of plagiarism. It's absurd. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I want you to listen to, this was a TikTok video of, this is a young female. She dates both uh, men and women. And she had this incredible date with what she calls is a masculine man. And it's just, I think it's interesting to listen to the insight. Here it is. I'm leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA. And if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA. You know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say, is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guys guy is usually not my type. Like I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with like a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything and i really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever It might be time for me to get away from all these, you know, liberal snowflakes on the east side. (laughs) Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. You know, it's, um, (laughs) there's a lot of things that's intriguing about that. Now, some people may knock it, but what used to be the traditional role, male, female, this young woman who even says she goes on dates with both men and women, totally blown away by a young male who was being just that. Sounds like a gentleman, but was being a young male. You know, she's like, he's a bro. He's like a bro's bro. Yeah, he's a man. There's no ambiguity in it. 
look at all these young people that are being raised to believe that maybe someone is male, maybe they're female, maybe they go in and out. She is blown away at her feelings and responding to a normal male. Again, granted, total gentleman, right? Wasn't rude. Um, of course he would. I mean, a real gentleman, a real man would insist on picking up the tab for everything. This is suddenly like a novelty where she's blown away by it. She can't control her emotions. She even said that she can feel her feminism leaving the body. She suddenly now is saying, you know, as she's out on these dates with other women or with very weak men who, and it sounds like maybe out on a date with somebody, a guy, a male, who sometimes on a Friday night goes on a date with another male and then a Saturday night goes on a date with a female, is suddenly realizing, maybe I don't want to be part of this crowd. Maybe there's something wrong with that crowd. There is something wrong with that crowd. What I find interesting is there's there's no story of expectation after the date from this bro, this young man she went on. There's no horrifying like, and then he was just looking for relations and so forth. Nope. Just the way that he carried himself. It also, no, he's not, you know, they're not at an expensive car dealership and he's saying you know pick out what what model ferrari you want it's not like that just the simple act of here's my card i'm going to use the men's room get order us whatever and she is totally blown away by that experience i hope in 2024 there's going to be more of a return to this normalcy uh, amongst our young people you can hear that that's a, a it's a confusing time amongst a lot of the the um, the young people for trying to deal with this she clearly wants to be in a normal healthy relationship with a male like a real male someone who's comfortable being a male it's also interesting to me how it intertwines when i go with or i've covered i should say many of these quote pro-palestinian protests they are all like they're all kind of whacked and it's the LGBTQ crowd. It's the Black Lives Matter crowd. It's like they all intertwine. It's all trans rights and BLM. And, uh, you know, they're just like, I don't know. They, it's like the island of misfit. They're just like all over the place. Listen, she can't even control her excitement that she actually went on a date with a real male someone who's not saying or questioning maybe i'm the opposite gender folks you're listening to the john DePietro show propane plus call them today heating and cooling in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 for propane plus three generations you can always depend on propane plus for all your heating and cooling call them today 401-885-4209 three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus. Wishing you a very happy and safe, healthy new year. Thank you for listening and supporting the John DePietro Show. Big challenges ahead in 2024. And again, Happy New Year to one and all. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. You know, someone who um, has obviously been in the spotlight a long time, but I tell you, when he speaks, it's Senator Lindsey Graham. 
first, I think, really known for his friendship with Senator John McCain. But then he is in the Trump camp. He did an interview with ABC's This Week. He does not back down. I want to play some of Lindsey Graham and his interview. Yeah, I've never been more concerned about a terrorist attack on our homeland. homeland and, and I appreciate what Lisa said. Uh, the director of the FBI, when I questioned him a couple of weeks ago, said he sees blinking lights everywhere, and particularly after October the 7th. We're helping Israel deal with the destruction of Hamas, defending themselves after October the 7th. Jihadist groups all over the world are calling on their members to attack America as payback for us helping Israel. So the threat levels at an all-time high, October the 7th, put gasoline on a fire, and uh, we need to get our borders secure and up our game. In terms of the FBI, do they have enough resources? Are you seeing that they are doing what they need to do? Are you confident? Well, uh, the budget negotiations has a cut for the FBI. I objected to the debt ceiling deal because it put the military budget under inflation. It's insane for America not to rebuild its defenses in light of the threats we face. And the FBI's budget is under inflation. So one of the things I hope to have accomplished is when we do a bill to fund the government to give the FBI more resources. We're under siege at home and abroad. Domestic terrorism does worry me. But uh, jihadist-inspired terrorist attacks are at an all-time high. They want to punish us for helping Israel. So now's not the time to go cheap on the FBI or the Department of Defense. Now, a question about the the war involving Hamas and Israel. Uh, We're seeing all these horrible, horrible images. 20,000 Palestinians killed. Uh, A lot of people are worrying that those images might stoke the terror that you're concerned about. Uh, Are you concerned that Israel is doing enough to mitigate those kind of casualties? Well, you got to remember, Hamas wants uh, to up the casualties uh, of their own people. They're using the Palestinian people's human shields. They have command bunkers under schools and hospitals. They use apartment complexes to launch military operations. So I blame the death of all these Palestinians on Hamas. But Israel is trying to mitigate casualties. We need more humanitarian aid as long as it doesn't go into the hand of Hamas hands of Hamas. But here's what I want the world to know. If Hamas is still standing when this is over, we have failed as a world community. I would not invest 15 cents in a future Palestine where Hamas is still standing. They have 24 military brigades that need to be destroyed. Their leaders need to be killed and captured. And I would invest 15 cents into the Palestinian Authority uh, regarding uh, a new Palestine. Uh, Abbas's Palestinian Authority is dead to me. So when we get to the day after, when Israel has uh, ceased military operations because Hamas has been destroyed, the new Palestine cannot have Hamas, and it cannot be governed by the PA. The PA is corrupt in the eyes of its own people. They've had pay-to-slay programs. So I'm looking for a fresh start the day after. But the destruction of Hamas is non-negotiable. You would be insane to invest in the Palestinian people if Hamas is still standing. I will not do that. I will not send one dime of American aid if Hamas is still standing. And if you put the PA in charge of the Gaza Strip and West Bank, no money coming from me. Senator, let's turn to the border. Where do the negotiations stand? And are you confident that you'll get this done this time? We have to get it done. Uh, the asylum uh, fixes are, are going pretty well. The hang-up is parole. This administration does not want to let go of a tool they're abusing. Under our parole law, you can admit people into the country who are outside the country or with inside the, inside the country on an individual basis. They've been taking the parole statute and granting mass parole, blanket parole, and we need to stop. They do not want to give that tool up. They're trying to hang on to devices to allow the flow to continue. Republicans are trying to restrict the flow and regain control of our border. But having said that, Senator Lankford's doing a good job. But to the uh, Biden administration, 
We have to address the magnets that are drawing so many people here. The terrorist threat is uh, beyond imagination. All the lights are blinking. And we're on track to have 3.6 million encounters at the border uh, in FY24. This December, encounters at the border are up 440% over December 2020. The policies of the Biden administration are attracting people from all over the world. We have to change those policies to secure our border. So policy change are the key to getting a deal to help Ukraine. Border security is the key to Ukraine. Senator, we're running out of time here. I wanted to ask you about this 14th Amendment ruling by the state Supreme Court in Colorado. Where do you stand on that particular ruling and what can be done? It's not a rule of law based ruling. It is a political decision. The hatred of Trump is so widespread. You know, the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court, abolish the Electoral College, make D.C. and Puerto Rico a state and nationalize elections through H.R. 1. This Colorado Supreme Court made a political decision. In my view, there is no constitutional basis for the decision they rendered. I think it will be a uh, a slam dunk in the Supreme Court. Donald Trump will eventually be on the ballot in Colorado. Uh, I think he will win the primary. You've got a lot of good choices in the Republican Party. But this ruling uh, in Colorado is chilling to me, and it would set up a politicization of the presidential races. It would be bad for the country. But Senator, I have to ask you, uh, the president, former President Trump continues to say he won the election. He's an, he claims to be an election right. denier proudly. Right. Now, we teach our children right. when they lose something to shake right. the opponent's hand and move right. on. <clears throat> Are you concerned that the president is, yeah. former president is not setting the proper standard going forward here, sir? Well, you know, Hillary Clinton didn't had the same view that she was cheated. He's not the first politician to claim to have uh, been denied a, a fair election. But here's what I would say. I accept the election results of 2020. I'm worried about 2024. If President Trump puts a vision out improving security and prosperity for Americans, he will win. If he looks back, I think he will lose. So at the end of the day, the 2020 election's over. For me, we need to secure the ballot in the 2024 cycle. But Donald Trump's not the first person to complain about an election. But well, we have to end it there. We thank you. I like that. Security and prosperity. Two things that we don't have under Governor McKee and certainly two things that we don't have right now, certainly under this president, under President Biden, we also in no way enjoy that. Security and prosperity. Sounds good to me. Anything is better than what we have right now. For sure, listening to the John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber. JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. This is John DePietro wishing everyone a very happy new year. Big challenges ahead in 2024, presidential election. And as we all know, a state on the brink of collapse. Hopefully 2024 will be better for the people of Rhode Island and our nation than 2023 has been. Thank you for listening and happy new year. This is John DePietro. I want to wish you a happy new year. And all this week, we're going to be looking back some of our top segments, uh, guests and various things that we had this year, the year of 2023. Here's another 
flashback of one of the top stories. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, you've definitely seen him on Fox News. Star reporter. He is tremendous and host. He is his first book out, What's Killing America? Inside the Radicals Left's Destruction, Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. And I want to welcome to the program, talk radio star, it's Jason Rance. Jason, it's uh, John DePietro, big fan. You have do uh, such a fantastic job and always light it up whenever you're on Fox. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about your background. What I um, really saw, you got so much play was during the summer of 2020 when it was, um, you know, remarkable to see someone with your values and just your opinions. And you were really right there in the center of the action, almost at ground zero. Yeah, that obviously is what caught the attention of uh, Fox News. I had been on Tucker Carlson a few times before that, talking about homelessness and drug use, but not anything consistent. And then CHOP happens, or CHAZ, depending on which one you want to call it, this (laughs) autonomous zone, which was an actual insurrection, by the way. Yeah. Uh, At that point, I was on every single day. I was covering the action from the scene. Uh, We had to, at some point, have to uh, do our live reports a little bit farther out because we were getting harassed asked by folks but ultimately you know doing that every single day for almost two weeks led to me expanding my coverage to not just seattle but looking all across the country and as a result of that you now have a book called what's killing america it is fantastic and and you're now you are an official fox contributor so and jason if you wouldn't mind before we talk about the book just touch on you're also talk show host so you have a big following in the area Yeah, I'm a radio talk show host. I do Afternoon Drive in Seattle on KTTH. I've been doing that for a few years. I was on our sister station a little bit earlier than that um, in evenings. So I've been covering the Pacific Northwest in a, you know, in a local way for a pretty long time. And what you find out pretty quickly is, you know, radical policies don't just stay in Seattle or Portland. They have a tendency to spread. And the results of those policies can be felt everywhere that they're instituted. Well, where we are on the East Coast, what's unfortunate is many of the people in power greatly admire your leaders on the West Coast, and they're slowly trying to turn it into it. But touch on, you write, you talk about in the book just what's happening uh, inside, especially, you know, our, our Democrat large cities in the destruction that's taking place. Yeah, and it's important for folks to understand that while I spend a lot of the time in the book talking about what's going on in bigger cities, the reason I do that is because they don't stay in bigger cities. The policies and the consequences, they spread very quickly, and all you have to do is look at drug policy or crime all around this country. You can connect the dots directly towards policy, whether we're talking about legislation that was passed or some strategy or initiative that was put into play that explains the consequences that we're currently experiencing. So when you tell people, for example, that we're not going to put you in jail, that we'll put you into restorative justice programs, when you tell people we're not going to chase you if you just speed away, well, guess what? The bad guys are going to take advantage of that. When you tell homeless people that we're not going to sweep their encampments or drug users that they're not going to go to jail for their drug use, guess what happens? The homelessness gets worse and the drug addiction crisis gets worse. And that's why we're seeing such high death counts at this point. And it's all happening, but we're allowing it. And many times folks don't understand why it's happening. They, they have an understanding, of course, of something going wrong, that crime is going up, drug use is out of control. Like Those are things you can feel or see, but you don't necessarily know why. And I can go outside right now and ask 10 random people to explain what harm reduction is, and not a single person will have any clue what the heck it is I'm talking about. And yet harm reduction is a strategy that has been implemented by the radical left that is responsible for the drug crisis that we currently have. And if we're going to push back, if we're going to win these battles, we have to know that, and we don't. And so in What's Killing America, I decode some of the language that the radicals use, and I point to very specific policies or initiatives and strategies that have led to where we are. And then, of course, because we can't just complain, I tell you what actually works. Folks, again, the book is Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. We're speaking What's Killing America. We're speaking with the author. It's uh, Jason Rance. And Jason... 
I want to also just touch on, um, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It's when you step back, it is really remarkable. And I don't mean in a positive way, but the homelessness and the way it took off and has truly impacted California. And then, you know, you see it in other regions, but it, mm-hmm. when you step back, it, it really is incredible how homelessness has come to shape the West Coast and had such an effect on the West Coast. Yeah, it, it, it's based on a policy called housing first. That's another one of those things I can go ask some random people to explain and they won't be able to. Housing first basically says we will put someone into a home first. Someone who is homeless will get them into a homeless hotel, will get not into a shelter, but into their own home, subsidized housing. And then we go ahead and treat and we there, there's a refusal to sweep a, until you get to that point. Now, you throw in there the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling that basically said, and this was ultimately, I think, going to get to the Supreme Court, basically said that you can't do any sweeps unless you have a place for them to go. That does include shelter. But the, the way the Democrat-run cities have interpreted this intentionally is that we're not going to do anything until we can get you an actual subsidized housing unit, whatever that ends up meaning. Right. The problem with that, of course, is that you don't ever go after the underlying cause of the individual's homelessness. So if they're homeless because they're drug addicts, well, guess what? They continue to use while they're in subsidized housing. So you haven't addressed anything. All you've done is bring them off the street, sure, but you've put them into homes that we're going to pay for forever without ever even trying to get them on the right path. That's, of course, making a whole lot of people very wealthy and happy on the homeless industrial complex side of things. But the people are still miserable. The people are still suffering from something. And I would argue we have a moral obligation to help these people. They don't stay in their homes, by the way. They leave and they end up committing crimes in order to feed their drug habits. So you've not really addressed anything. And yet we're told by the radical left that housing first works. It doesn't work. They point to Salt Lake City, which instituted this several years ago, and they said that they got to functional zero homelessness as a result. But that wasn't true. That wasn't true at all. They were doing some some fun things with the numbers there. And when you look at the actual data, I ended up uh, committing an entire chapter to this because I, I didn't intend to. But as I was doing more and more research, I was like, no, this deserves its own chapter. It's been a total failure. Homelessness has gotten worse in Salt Lake City since they claimed that homelessness was defeated under this housing first model it does not work but again it's being done across the country it's adopted at the biden administration level and it's being adopted in virtually every major city and county in this country and yet we don't know about it the book is what's killing america inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities jason not only do i agree with you i also want to apologize i I think we even need to come up with a new term because the, the, the term homelessness, homeless, you know, some there's a flood, there's a fire, people can't stay in the house. What we have in the Northeast are people more and more who they are homeless because they refuse to work, so they want free rent. That's why, you know, they're, they're, they're really people who want free housing, not necessarily homelessness. I'm curious your thoughts on uh, what we witnessed, what took place in Philadelphia this week. With the looting or yes, with, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the looting is a result of a, a culture of lawlessness, yeah. particularly. And, and it's really interesting because I'm sure everyone's seen the viral video of the woman basically saying, "We just need to eat," and <laughs> that is a perfect example of how criminals understand what certain lawmakers are allowing for, because the justification for a lot of crimes whether it's looting like this or just like homeless people breaking in and stealing things is that, well, these are just crimes of survival. If we had a better system that didn't mistreat people, that took care of its poor and provided just basic needs and services, they wouldn't have to do this. But that's, of course, absurd. No one's breaking into an Apple store because they need to eat. They're doing it because they want to steal the goods, either for personal gain or so they can sell it for cash for personal gain. That's the, the only reason why they're doing this. And we all know it. And yet the people in charge, because we've ceded so much power to them, give this kind of nonsense a pass. If this happened in Chicago, they wouldn't even call it a, a, a looting. They wouldn't call it a, a mob. They would word police that to death. It is unfortunate that we've allowed things to get this far. And the truth is there's not a, a flip of a switch approach here. That's not all of a sudden going to revert us back to a place where we respected the law and law enforcement and people 
didn't act like total animals. We're just not going to get there overnight. That's going to take decades, potentially, certainly a decade, possibly more. And every day that goes by that we don't get in the way of the radical left and how much momentum they have on their side is putting us further and further and further back from where we need to be. Folks, again, the book is What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. The author, Jason Rance. Jason, congratulations on the book. Great to talk to you. Keep up Thank the good you. work, and we'll talk to you again. And Thank you for joining us on the John DePietro Show. Really appreciate it, John. Thank you so much. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Shopper Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, SHAPA Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900 INSU or 401 900 4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One-stop insurance solutions. This is John DePietro. I want to wish you a happy new year. And all this week, we're going to be looking back some of our top segments, uh, guests and various things that we had this year, the year of 2023. Here's another flashback of one of the top stories. You're listening to The John DePietro Show folks remember visit the website to petro.com all right let's go to some of the sounds over the course of the weekend um there was a really interesting piece last night on cnn <laughs> feel terrible for these people that are just lost with the QAnon thing in uh this guy that they were following so everything is numbers listen to this piece i actually watched it this guy's a nutcase Go add it up. This is in 11, Dallas. 11, 22, 19, 63. 11 plus 22 plus 19 plus 63, 115. We're at war 115. So what is the You'll significance of 115? You'll find out, 174. What is, uh, what's my number? Trust the plan, 174. What's my number? My number yeah. is 174, but it's also 218. But I gotta go. That's Why is it so that people done. like you so much? Are you a con man? Uh, no. Are you, are you taking these women for a ride, literally? Uh, no, I'm take, they're taking me for a ride. You were bankrupt, right? I make them, I'm not bankrupt and they know it. See you later. Guys. How are you making all the... So what you make of that? Well, I saw a few things in there. One was what I call thought-terminating cliches. A, B, C, one. He just kept saying, you'll find out, you'll find out, you'll find out. And that's the kind of thing yep. that Absolute. there's trust, no real answer the plan. to. You'll there's find no out. explanation trust needed. The plan. You'll find you out. can just repeat these things, yep. and there's no way to kind of prove or disprove. You'll find out. It um, it, it, if you watched it last night on CNN, it, it's sad of these people that showed up in Dallas. It's QAnon people. Um, there could be some of you listening. I try to keep them away out of social media. They're, they need help. Um, they've lost their mind. Everything with that guy is numbers. And they try to, it's like they have a secret code. And then all they do is talk in those, you'll find out, trust the plan. When's this going to happen? You'll find out. And they show up in Dallas waiting for, they were saying that President Trump is JFK Jr. wearing a mask. They also say there's a bloodline from Abraham Lincoln, from Christ to Abraham Lincoln, to Trump in JFK. Uh, George Patton is Trump's uncle, according to them. And Trump is, is one of two things. Either JFK Jr. is alive, and I've actually 
communicated with someone that believes this and he's been in hiding faked his own death some people believe that uh jfk is also alive he faked his own death but um but then they also have the one saying that that uh trump is actually jfk jr in a mask so now they're all these people they they were living in a hotel in uh dallas <laughs> and they travel around to these trump rallies i mean they're total lunatics there's some of them local oh also mike flynn of middletown is part of the bloodline it's that crowd so folks it it really started to ramp up after the 2020 election it was building up towards that there's some people that used to communicate with me they may be listening right now i don't wish them any ill will they need help um they're caught up but, but that guy with the numbers everything is a number a is one b is two so when you say a name they add up the numbers and the numbers are supposed to mean something it means nothing um and then the, but that guy just you'll find out trust the plan you'll find out that's all they keep saying it was on, again it was on cnn last night and some of the people let me just play this actually um they, they're lost they don't know what to do because their family members are caught up in this cult so here's JFK a little more of it jr calling him yeah. and this was a maybe a week before he went to dallas yeah, they, they were playing tennis Wait, so you're playing tennis with your brother yes and he gets a call correct and he thinks it's jfk jr he does <laughs> at that point you're like there is something seriously wrong here yes but what do you do CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan is joining us now. Wow, Donnie. Um, you, you talk to so many of these families who are going through this. What are they saying about how they deal with this and how difficult it might be to pull someone out of this rabbit hole? Yeah, and look, I mean, of course, uh, you're dealing with two kind of ends of the spectrum here. One, it's it's so absurd. Uh, it's laughable in terms of the actual beliefs. Um, but, you know, I, I think QAnon, everything else... Um, you know, I think we all want to treat it as a joke because it is so absurd. Um, but treating it as a joke, ignoring it, uh, isn't, isn't going to make it go away. Right. Uh, and you saw in that clip there, Erica Vigras, who was um, uh, kind enough to speak to us, uh, her brother uh, was not this like kind of lifelong quack or anything like that. He was had a successful construction business, everything, uh, and began going down this rabbit hole she thinks during COVID-19, uh, and you kind of see there the helplessness. Uh, what do you do if you have somebody coming to your kitchen table every night and espouting this nonsense? Uh, because if you tell them they're wrong and they're a fool, you're at risk you. kind of pushing them further away and further down the rabbit hole. Can you explain, and people should really watch uh, the piece on Sunday I night. Did. What is the theory? Like, how, how is this the case and why are so many people locked in on it? Yeah, I mean, it, it changes kind of depending on the day and who you ask. Uh, but the general theme is that uh, they believe JFK Jr. did not die, that he faked his own death, uh, and that he's working with Trump somehow and is going to kind of come back and save uh, the U.S. from an evil cabal. Some also believe that JFK himself is um, potentially alive or was reincarnated. A lot of it kind of has weird biblical uh, overlaps. Uh, look, uh, I mean, you could, you could go down the rabbit hole yourself trying to understand this thing. Right. Uh, taking a step back, though... You know, it's, it's, it all fits into the broader QAnon belief. And, and another step back put, fits into the beliefs of all these election lies that are being pushed. I mean, all these people uh, believe in that stuff. And, you know, they're seeing, you know, famously years ago when, when President Trump was asked to, then candidate Trump, President Trump was asked to uh, denounce QAnon, uh, he didn't. And those kind of messages these people are getting and that sort of eggs them on, they say, oh, maybe maybe we're on to something here. Yeah, it's... Um. It's pretty bizarre, but it's all true, folks. As far as I've I've communicated with some of these people, and they're totally lost. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, two twenty six Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. This is John DePietro. I want to wish you a happy new year. And all this week, we're going to be looking back 
some of our top segments, uh, guests and various things that we had this year, the year of 2023. Here's another flashback of one of the top stories. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us right now during this incredible time with the uh, emergency we see at the border, he is former chief of policy, U.S. Citizen Immigration Services, and uh, we've spoken to him in the past. He is so knowledgeable, and it is Rob Law, America First. Rob, thanks again for joining us on the John DePietro Show. Oh, thanks for having me again. Rob, have you ever, it is, um, <clears throat> you know, the Biden administration, they're, they're not doing anything, but I'm very anxious. We're anxious to hear your thoughts on what we're seeing at the southern border right now. Oh, it's, it's absolutely unfathomable. Uh, we're hearing 10,000 illegal aliens in a 24-hour period are coming across the border. Uh, these are these numbers are so astronomically high, it's, it's hard to put them into any sort of, of context. And just rewind the clock, just a few weeks ago, the administration was claiming their policies were working. They had created all these safe, lawful pathways, which, of course, were all just illegal abuses of other immigration authorities. And here we are. It is abundantly clear to anybody that the border is wide open and it has never been been easier to just come across. And there, the reason is there are no deterrent policies whatsoever. There are no um, there are no problems with it from the administration's perspective. And the American people are suffering not just at the border communities, but now every single state, every single community is a border community because of these failed policies. Rob, talk a little bit. Also, on top of that, right now, there's definitely an opportunity to stop some of the flow. And the the Biden administration, they're not doing anything about it. What, what could they be doing right now to immediately halt What's happening? I can't believe the numbers we're hearing. It sounds like record numbers of catch and release. Well, that's all it is, is a nationwide catch and release scheme. Uh, the goal of this administration is to just process out of custody as quickly as possible. Uh, and really, th this is all a self-inflicted wound. You know, this administration inherited the most secure border in our nation's history. Uh, and the number one reason for that was the remain in Mexico policy or the migrant protection protocols. And again, the goal of these illegal aliens is to just be allowed into the country uh, and that's what this administration is giving them. The Remain in Mexico policy worked because it forced them to stay in Mexico if they were going to insist on making a fraudulent asylum claim. And then when you realize, oh, I'm not going to be released, uh, I'm going to abandon that claim that I know is bogus and I'm just going to go return home. It's not worth it. Uh, but again, it's never been easier to be released into American communities. And as long as this administration refuses to detain anybody, make them wait in Mexico and then deport those who have been ordered removed, uh, people will continue to, to come. And the numbers, uh, they're already high and they're just continuing to skyrocket. You know, Rob, I also believe, and again, folks, we speak with Rob Law, former chief of policy, U.S. Citizen Immigration Services. I also believe I, uh, President Biden, he, you tell me, he's had no presence at, at the border. And we know the vice president hasn't done anything. Oh, not at all. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the so-called border czar has been completely silent on any of these issues. Um, and, and again, it's this is clearly a top-down policy. You know, whether or not President Biden himself is, is cognizant of anything that's going on is clear that those of his handlers and Secretary Mayorkas is the lead architect of this, that this stuff is intentional. Um, they know what they're doing. They knew how to dismantle these policies. And um, and again, that's what's going to continue. Uh, it's going to continue to happen until there's a policy shift. And that's why it's important that Congress not further fund this. This is not a resources issue. This is a policy problem. And if Congress doesn't compel new policies, it'll be more of the same processing out release into American communities. And now the goal now is um, expediting work permits for them to take jobs from Americans who are sidelined. Rob, before I let you go, just three quick headlines get your reaction to. Can you believe 142,000 at the first, just first half of the month? Did you ever think we'd see those types of numbers? No, of course not. The, again, the game has changed as far as what the numbers look like. Um, what used to be an acceptable or a standard level of illegal immigration on a monthly basis it was completely blown out of the water beginning in February of 2021, the first full month of the Biden administration. You know what else? One last thing, um, I, and I did hear it this morning where they're saying it's the cartels also. They spread the rumor 
that the, the, the border is open. Obviously, they do that, Rob. It's, it's good for business. But I think this is interesting. Cartels, Mexico's fifth largest employer. How come the Biden, Biden administration, we don't do anything to shut down those, uh, those cartels? No, in fact, I'd argue that the open border policies have essentially created the federal government as a partner of the cartels, because what they're doing is every single illegal alien who comes across the border does so because they have paid the cartels. The the cartels actually have operational control of our southern border. Uh, And so therefore, when the United States government under the Biden administration is processing, releasing and putting these illegal aliens onto buses and airplanes to go to their desired uh, destination. Essentially, they are completing the smuggling or, uh, in the worst cases, the trafficking of these vulnerable populations. Uh, And so, again, there are a number of tools that this administration could use to try to defeat the cartels. But you've got to secure the border uh, in order to do so. Otherwise, you are enriching the cartels to to new heights and will just complicate the issue going forward when you have a new administration that actually does want to put the American people first and secure the border. He's the former chief of policy, U.S. citizen and immigration services. He's part of America first, and we certainly appreciate his patience. It's Rob Law. Rob, thank you again. You're so knowledgeable. Thank you for taking the time to join us, and we'll talk to you again. Oh, it's good to be with you. Thank you. Check out to D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. All our links to social media, exclusive stories and videos waiting for you at dipetro.com. AdMed Urgent Care. Walk-in urgent care center. All your medical needs. They're open seven days a week. Doctors and nurses. Two locations. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. 5750 Post Road east greenwich right across from felicia's again they're open seven days a week at med urgent care when you need urgent care without the wait now when i've been in that situation and i needed urgent care that's where i went if you want to go to emergency room and have a long wait well you're free to do that otherwise do what i did go to at med urgent care whether it's work related maybe someone's not feeling well someone needs stitches whatever it may be at med urgent care comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility there's two locations one near you johnston right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich that's right across from felicia's when you need and i need urgent care you want at med urgent care again two locations 1524 atwood avenue and johnston in the atwood medical center and 5750 post road east greenwich Seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. This is John DePietro wishing you, your family, a very happy new year. 2023 was an interesting year. A year that we saw the state total decline under Governor McKee and also the nation completely under attack at our borders and the ill-suited Biden policies. Hopefully, 2024 will be a better year and see a return to true leadership in the White House. On Smith Hill, not much confidence, not with this governor. Nonetheless, Happy New Year, and thank you for listening to The John DePietro Show.